Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays Today podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunswick. Um, it is officially the beginning of August, which means it is pumpkin spice season. Um, I know that is debatable, but you're wrong. Does anybody, does anybody else notice? You're going to notice it now that the like really toxic pumpkin creamer that like, I don't know creamer made or coffee made, whatever, even uh, any of them doesn't come out until mid-November. Like, have they not realized that by then I have moved on to peppermint mochas because I have been craving pumpkin coffee since the middle of August and you can't, you don't find it. So anyways, welcome to pumpkin spice season, people. Um, last month has been a crazy one. We've had over like 14,000 downloads on the podcast in the last 30 days. Y'all are insane. I, I love you. It's so cool. Um, yeah, that's really neat. Courtney and Kayla was on. I have a feeling that might be one of the bigger, bigger downloaded episodes. She has a few people who like her. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever, ever heard of her before. Um, and reminder that if you are loving the podcast and you're semi new, meaning you have not listened to the first 50 episodes, like if you've just started listening the last couple months, um, our first 50, 50 episodes are cataloged. Is that what it would be called? I don't know. They're, they're not available unless you are our um, three ninety nine supporter on our membership Patreon. So if you are loving the podcast and you want to hear some of our original episodes, um, we have some great guests on there. Then go to our Patreon link below and become a member and support the podcast at for less than a dollar a week. Awesome. Um, oh, you guys, I counted because it has been fifty eight days since the last time I traveled. Um, I thought that having a Airbnb project would like fulfill my ADHD or my obsession with traveling. I'm not a seven, so I can't blame it on that. Uh, that's where I have to blame it on the ADHD thing. Um, of just being bored and needing to travel. I, I mean, who knows? You know what? Personality aside, I just really like getting on planes. Um, so it's been 58 days. Uh, the Airbnb 
project has been wrapped up. Now we just have to maintain the thing, which, okay. Mm, we had decided we were going to do our own uh, cleaning for like until next spring. Nope. I already hate it. <laughs> But we really have like seven different lit bookings in the month of August. And there's like three or four dates where somebody checks out at 11 and somebody checks in at three. And I'm like, oh, shit, that means that like I I have to go clean on that day. Like go find a three hour chunk of my day and like it'll be fine. But yeah, so now we just have to maintain it. But I've already suggested uh, going to see Elton John in Las Vegas to Kirby as because our anniversary and my birthday is in September. So I'm like, hey, I don't want gifts this year. I just want a big, fancy, expensive trip. Um, so I suggested that. He seemed kind of on board, um, but I can't find any friends to go with. And Vegas really seems like a town that you should go with friends. Um, and so then I was like, okay, who else would I love to see in concert? Mumford. You know, I love Mumford. They're not traveling or touring. Um, I don't they're ever going to get back together. We shall see. Um, and then also Garth Brooks. And I'm like, well, let's check out him. Well, he's in Dublin, Ireland in the middle of September. So I'm like, hey, Kirby, how about this? And he's like, what happened to you being totally understanding that if we bought a lake home, that would mean we would cut back on travel? I don't know. So I'm going through a thing. I'll be fine, though. Thank you. Thank you for your concern. Okay, I found another listener highlight. Um, so this one, I don't think I've read it. I really remember names, which is funny because I do not remember names in real life. But when I read your reviews, I remember names. So this one is from O Douglas Nine, and it's from the beginning of June. I'm so sorry, O Douglas. Do you think that's her last name? Do you think she's from Dublin? Okay, O Douglas, if you live in Dublin, let me know and I will take that as a sign that I am supposed to come to see Garth Brooks and meet up with you. Just, just throwing that up. Okay, it says, my boyfriend and I recently decided we are going to school for chiropractic and my knowledge on chiropractic was super limited. Mm, okay, I'm going to stop right there. Uh, wait, did you want to go to chiropractic school or are you just going because your boyfriend's going? We... Oh, Douglas, you do need to reach out to me. We need to talk. It's a wonderful profession, but okay. Uh, even when I started applying to schools and I felt so lost. So I stumbled on this podcast and have been binge listening every episode I possibly can for a few months. The podcast has helped me learn so much about chiropractic and has made me so excited to start school in the fall. Okay, she's excited. We're okay. I feel like this podcast is so honest and refreshingly unbiased. Yes, unbiased. Sometimes I get hate mail. It's not. Actually, I don't. But one day I will, and I will cry. Um, and I'll share it all with you. So she's excited about the fall. All right, we're thinking. Okay, but, oh, Douglas, what happens if you and the boyfriend break up in chiropractic school? Are you going to be okay that you decided to change your life, profession? I just need more information. Please reach out to me on Instagram. Um, and that being said, thank you for the listener highlight. Uh, people keep them coming. Um, send, send, send me your reviews and you too can be a listener highlight. So today we have, um, just a straight up pro in chiropractic on the show. Um, her name is Dr. Elise Rigney. I have talked to her before. Um, she is, I, I know we're not using, I don't think we're using the term boss babe anymore. 
I don't, I don't really like it. So I'm not going to use it. Um, badass mofo is probably a better descriptor. I like talking to her for a couple of reasons, publicly and privately. One, she is so giving. Like I can send her, like she's just very supportive. She has helped me with suggestions, with social media, with like just monetizing things and like just such a girl friend, like girl gang type of person. And you know, I like those people. Um, also, every time I talk to her, she makes me want to level up my leadership and boss skills. Um, she's a three, not a one, but talking to her, you would think with her organization and just how well everything is laid out and so structured, you would think she's an Enneagram one, but she's, she's a three. Um, it would make me feel better if she were a one, like I, let's be honest, I would judge myself less if I was like, okay, yeah, she's like that, but mm, she's a one. Um, but no, she's the same Enneagram as me, but yet doing it better. <laughs> Um, she recently, like a month and a half ago, started a personal brand on TikTok, grew it to 13,000 followers, like just in the snap of a finger, giving financial advice. It's really good. It's great. Go find her there. Um, but she has three kiddos, multiple offices, multiple associates. She's obsessed with chiropractic. You know, she's been the MC at Mile High for the last couple of years. You know, Mile High is looking to her, like some of these chiropractic organizations that I know are looking to her to like make themselves current, you know, like, and it's just so cool because she is such a powerful woman. She's down to earth, multi-million dollar annual revenue, and she is the founder of Cairo Intensive. Um, we've talked about Cairo Intensive a couple times on the show. This is the third year that I have talked about Cairo Intensive. It's a Q4, like, intensive is basically, I don't know what she calls it, a mastermind. It's not coaching, um, but basically it is a way, there's only certain people that are allowed in. You have to do phone calls and she'll determine whether or not you're the right fit. And sometimes, a lot of times that is to protect you. Um, she said like, you know, sometimes I have to tell docs, like, I don't think you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck yet. Um, possibly next year. So there is, um, a certain level that, you know, you know, you should be at, um, to be into it because it is a very intense program with training where you're looking at your systems and procedures. Basically it's just not for startups, I think is kind of a good way to say it. Um, and I have an announcement. Uh, actually, this year, I'm going to be doing it. And why I think that's cool is because so from September through December, there are hour-long weekly calls where you're put into like groups of like-minded, like-clinicked chiropractic chiropractors. There's self-paced modules. But on December 2nd and 3rd, there is a in-person training event. December 2nd and 3rd in Denver. And so since I am a part of Cairo Intensive, that means that I am going to be at the live event. I'll actually be giving a short little training there as well. Um, and so like, hey, if you wanted to do Cairo Intensive before, but wondered if it was the right time for you in clinic and you've wanted to meet me, then I feel like this is your sign. 
And are you asking yourself, hey, Lauren, does the thought that you're going to Denver in December help your travel itch right now? No, it does not. Thank you for asking. Um, So you have until August 15th to save $500 on the price of the program. We will have the link below for you um, to check it out and schedule a call. Um, And everyone who signs up for Cairo Intensive and lets them know they came from the podcast or whatever, social media, I don't know, tell them I sent you. Um, Elise will give me a list of those people and we are going to do a special meetup for just that group at the event. I don't know if we'll go grab coffee, lunch, cocktails. Let's be honest. It's probably going to be cocktails. Um, It could be coffee. We don't know. We don't know. Could be both. Uh, So there's that. So let's let the coffee come out of our veins. Let the heart rate come down. All like, I was fine. You're the one who had four cups of coffee. Take a breath. Relax your jaw. Find your center. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. Let your brain think about something that you are grateful for that you have experienced today. Not something big like family and health, although those are wonderful things. But one of the keys to happiness is teaching yourself to appreciate tiny, tiny things. It may be 8 a.m. that you're listening to this, and my goal for you would be to be able to list 10 things that your favorite coffee cup was cleaned, that your partner set the coffee maker. Can you tell if it's 8 a.m., most of my gratitude things would be around coffee, that it's pumpkin spice season? I don't know. Maybe you've had a good workout. Whatever it is, let your brain think about what you're truly grateful for today. That the sun is shining. Thank you so much for this time that you are spending with me, but also give yourself a pat on the back that you are doing something with your time that is filling your cup, that is helping you learn more, laugh more, develop your skills more, because that is not That's not what everybody does. It's one of the atomic habits is learning. So be proud of yourself. Have a wonderful day and shed your white light from your heart onto as many people as possible, including the barista at Starbucks, even though they're not selling pumpkin spice. Amen. Okay. I hope you have a great day and I hope you love this episode with Dr. Elise Regney because I know I sure as shit enjoyed recording it. Well, shit. I don't know. Hi. Welcome. This is like your fourth time back to the show. I think (laughs) third or fourth. I know. (laughs) Uh, You'll be getting your velvet jacket in the mail. Oh, thank you. It better be embroidered. Yeah. Right, my- right. Yeah, number <laughs> three or four. It is. But th- it feels like this is, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Why does it feel like it's the first time? I don't know. My hair is different. Totally. That's why. Different person that's, on the side. That's right? why. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is totally why it feels oh different. <laughs> How's your summer been? 
It's good. It's really good. Yeah. Yep. You have been crossing off bucket list shit this year, right? Yes. Yes. I, yes, I definitely have. We moved into a new house and bought an investment property. And then I bought a multi-million dollar commercial property and it's just been like, go, go, go. But it's been really fun. Um, you, okay. What's your Enneagram? I feel you, we talked about three. Three. three wing two. Yep. Three wing two. Did you Did, like the thing I made? The Enneagram thing? I loved it. <laughs> I was like, um, I I'm actually thinking about, uh, remixing it into a reel. And yeah. Do yeah. Oh, you should. Well, I follow Enneagram and chill. I think that's who it is. I follow someone on TikTok who does reels for every Enneagram and they are hilarious and spot on. Um, yeah, I was going to make a reel of different Enneagram types for chiropractors like a year and a half ago, but like, I didn't feel like I was nailing the, like what a, that. So like I dropped it. Cause I was like, I didn't think I was doing it. And reading it. I was like, Oh, she, nailed it like nailed you it should do a reel. you oh should do a real though I think that'd be hilarious oh I, I love like, do you just attract people who I mean obviously you attract people similar to you but I'm like kind of curious because then it went on to Facebook and most of the Kairos on there were threes eights ones and twos and like a couple of nines but yeah and a couple of, I mean I guess I just don't see very many fives and not too many sixes maybe that's why like the whole research thing is <laughs> I know, maybe that's why <laughs> suck at research we need some more there's fives. just a, a few sixes out there six is research there's five research five is research five. yeah five. six is security i think so six is supposedly the number one most common um oh. enneagram type okay. which is interesting because so i think that there are certain buzzwords that really confuse people. So like, I think there's a lot of mistype twos. I think a lot of women, anytime I have a woman who tells me right away, she's a nine or a two, I go, mm, maybe, maybe you are, yeah. maybe you're not. Um, same thing for like threes. Um, threes, if you're, if you own your own business, you're more likely to test as a three, but you might not be a three. Uh, so like anytime I have someone who is an entrepreneur, that's a three that I follow their social media and I know they don't share very much. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if you are like, I'm like, didn't you just go on vacation to like Tahiti and not post a single photo? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, you're not a three. Sorry, <laughs> bitch. You ain't a three. Right. <laughs> Doesn't work. No, no. no. You're just like the nice parts of a three. <laughs> like, yeah, no. You're not into like the self-indulgent. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and then a lot of people with like ADHD, so a lot of people as they get older and they're multitasking, like if you're a working mom, you've Pre or working dad, whatever. I don't know. Um, you've probably gotten a lot of ADHD tendencies because you're just constantly having to juggle. And so they tend to mistype as sevens. Okay. So like, because if you have a little bit of ADHD, as soon as you get bored, you're going to seek novelty. 
And that is a very classic seven thing. So like if I have a seven who is with somebody who says they're a seven because they like, so a lot of like younger kids, like Gen Z will mistype as a seven because sevens are all about partying. And like, you know, a lot of those questions are there. But if I have a seven who's comfortable with crying, I'm like, you're not a seven. No, like. Seven. I have I have literally lost two of my best friends uh, because I got too vulnerable and needy with emotions, and they were just like, "Yikes!" Oh, <laughs> okay. oh, that's so interesting. I'm married to a seven, so I'm like, "Yep, oh. yep." I Sevens just don't like to hold on to any negative emotions, like, like rainbows, unicorns. Life is good. Yep. So three and a seven, this makes sense with a lot of like your 2022. Okay. Yeah. We are starting businesses. Okay. Question for you though, because I, so I watch you on Instagram and see all these fun things you're doing. And even I, who like tend to travel a lot and do these things go like, wow, is she like, always traveling and gone do you get shit from your family like your parents or I know your dad died but like does your mom does Rocky's parents like do that (laughs) trip of like your kids are so young aren't you like yeah you know that's so interesting because I think I've got so much balance during the work week right you know I'm not seeing patients anymore so I'm with my kids a lot during the week even if I don't like post it and stuff I'd Mm -hmm. say like my husband's always like you're a more present mom than anyone I've ever met and I'm like really and he's like yes you are and so I think because I'm such like a time blocker that Mm -hmm. I can like make sure if I'm going to be gone I'm maximizing the week before and the week after um, to have like that intentional time or like one-on-one dates with each kid that sort of stuff but um yeah it's kind of I guess this is kind of like a sad answer, but I'm like, I don't really have family. So like I have an estranged relationship with my mom. My dad is who I was closest to. So, and Rocky's parents are like, Rocky's dad traveled for work, lived in Europe. So like Mm, was gone way more than any amount I ever would, would or have been. And then I take the kids with me so much, but yeah, this has been like the bucket list year with like Kentucky Derby and Coachella. And it's just kind of been like the big events. Um, But no, I don't get any crap. I guess it's kind of nice. Good. Yeah. I think if I came back in like a different state of mind, but I feel like it always fills my cup, but now like we've moved to a house that we just like really love. And I don't feel like I need to, not that I felt like I need to escape from my house as a kid I did. And so I saw those behaviors when I got into like chiropractic specifically of like every seminar, like back before I had kids, three out of four weekends, I was traveling to something chiropractic related usually. And so I actually travel so much less than I ever used to. So maybe that's why I also don't get a lot of crap. And a lot of my trips are with other moms. So yeah, it's all like bond. Like even tonight I'm going on a girl's night to a concert and our husbands and kids are like hanging out together. So I'm like, we're going to Sam Hunt. I went to Nellie last night. And then kid rock the night before. Yeah. I've got, I maybe sound like a seven at this point. I know that's where I'm like, yeah. okay, are you actually a seven wing eight? Or right. do you have a little bit of ADHD yourself? <laughs> I mean, it could be either. Right. <laughs> Why can't it be? Yes. I really oh. think that like now it, it used to be traveling for chiropractic. It was always like that achiever side of things of like, what more can I learn? What other certification or credentialing can I do? Or like, I always felt almost FOMO if I didn't go to Cairo stuff. Mm-hmm. And then now it's kind of like, after my dad died in 2020, I was like, 
you need a bucket list. You need to do things for fun because oh, before I was doing things because I could justify them. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I could be like, Oh, I'm learning a skill. It's productivity. It's going to something I can bring back to the office. It's going to make me a better leader, all of that. And then now I'm like, Nope, you like you live once. Well, mm-hmm. as we know it, whatever, you know, I'm like, have a good time, find things that you enjoy, but yeah. Did you deal with any, so like you said, now you're home with the kids because you have three, right? Three kids. Yeah. Yep. Two, two, four and seven. Okay. So now you aren't in office adjusting, Correct. but was there a time there had to have been a time where you had like kids, but you were adjusting. Yeah. And did you deal with mom guilt at all? Like mom guilt is something that so many people write in and ask me about like, and dealing with it. I'm just like, I don't deal with that at all. Yeah, no, I dealt with it hardcore. And I think, I think it was, especially when I was nursing. So it was like, obviously first baby, that's super hard. And for me, it was like, not that I'm a full on, I would never say I'm an attachment parenter. I don't like, there's aspects of that. If you're following the rules or whatever, I don't do, but I definitely was like with our first two, especially like baby wearing all the time, all the time. And so then when I wasn't with them, my husband was baby wearing them. Like he's cooking, mowing the lawn, baby wearing. And like, there was this, like, I almost want to say like a lot of Cairo thought processes that I just held onto where it's like, you need to nurse them until they're this age and all these things I thought I do. And then my adrenals and like, I just gained so much weight with nursing. It was, I was, yeah, I did not lose with nursing. That no. pissed me off. That was a lie. I, yeah. It was fed to me. I was like, <laughs> I like so much for burning calories. You're also eating a lot more calories, <laughs> but I think like I had so much mom guilt with, especially when they were nursing. I definitely did. Like when they were feeding, like when they were eating from a bottle more than they were breast, like it was just like, I don't know how much of it was mom guilt or like you should be Cairo doing guilt? should be doing chiral guilt. I would say lots of chiral guilt with that. And that's, what's been nice about having, you know, so many women chiropractors join my team is I can be there for them and help them navigate this too. And be like, this is normal. It's normally a feeling, feeling guilty. Look at that environment, the atmosphere, how we were raised within chiropractic. Like I, even at mile high, there was a chiropractor there um, this year who was talking about how she nursed her, children to like four or five, four and a half, something like that. And then we were outside in the main area afterwards. And she had one of her kids nursing right there. And she was like, oh, she smells your milk or something like that to me. And I was like, excuse me. (laughs) And she was like, well, you have a little one. And I was like, whoa, like that, like if that would have been my first kid and someone said that to me and I was no longer able to nurse anymore, I would have felt awful awful about myself, but now I feel like I've just gained the confidence in like realizing when I show up as a better mom, it's not always attached to some of those belief systems or like chiropractic lifestyles, things we have and born into us, I guess you could say, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally does. Um, you know, we are in this, like, I don't feel super welcome in a lot of different groups. Like I'm definitely, you know, like I had uh, years ago, I was a part of like Bunko. You know what Bunko is? No. Oh, yeah. It's like totally cool. Um, it's, Wait, like poker. it's like yes. poker, except with dice. And like, it's just a reason for a bunch of moms to like get away once a month. And so I would be with them and they're 
they were all just like talking about Tylenol and shots, not the good kind with vodka. Yeah. Um, and I would just be like rolling dice, like, oh God, this is not my people. This is not my people. And they were nice people, but like, yeah. And then, yeah, sometimes if, you know, if you're around with a bunch of Cairo moms, it's like, oh no, I went back to work at five weeks um postpartum like my business needed me and they're like oh but your baby and I'm like I know but my baby didn't decrease by 40 percent in five weeks so uh. <laughs> oh my gosh right I mean it is kind of yeah yep there is a reality too of like yes you could have stayed home longer found a way to make that work but then if you're just mentally going crazy or I shouldn't use the word crazy but you know stressed at mm-hmm. home what how are you showing up as like the mom you want to be when your head is somewhere else. Right. So it's like finding that balance between the two of, and I just tried to like really savor each little moment so that when I was at work, I wasn't just thinking about, Oh, I should be home or I should be with my child or mm-hmm. should, 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 you know, I was thinking like, how grateful am I that I get to enjoy a cup of coffee right now, not be needed, get to have adult conversations, get to be with like, you know, my patients or the other chiropractors, depending which birth it was. And, you know, just trying to find like the beauty and all of that versus the, like what I should be doing. Because also when I did have, like, I was able to take very full maternity leaves with my second and third, like my second, I didn't even go to the office once in three and a half months besides showing her off at like one week old, I didn't go to meetings or anything. So I was very like, you know, had what would be like a typical maternity leave, I would assume. And I would say that was like, I don't know. I I started to see the things I really would not enjoy about being a full-time mom too. Like I was like, you know, I wasn't taking care of myself the way when you have to show up at work, you're going to shower and do some self-care things, you know, some makeup or do your hair, do something that makes you feel a little bit special or like lights you up a little bit versus when you're home all day, you're just kind of like, should I even put on a bra? Should I even, you know, like I didn't like who I was then either. You know, I wasn't feeling like the best about myself at all. So now, okay. So you transitioned in from working full-time adjusting to part-time adjusting. To now you don't have any adjusting hours in your regular schedule, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. So how do you, you mentioned like you do really well at time blocking. Is this like a super skill you consider yourself? Maybe. I don't know. It's just like the way I always function. I think I got a passion planner like 10 years ago or, and then it just made me start doing that with my life, even though I don't use one anymore, but it's like, I just, you do it on my Google calendar where I just block it all out and just can, I commit to that. How, how do you lay out your week? I did not prepare you that I was going to ask you this at all. Sorry. No, that's okay. This is I why I get like, I like tell, all right, we're going to totally talk about this. And I'm like, oh yeah, we're 20 minutes in. I didn't get to it yet, but. No, you are totally fine. I just think it's funny. I'm like, I wonder what Kirby can cut out of all this. Cause I talked about the most random crap. Sorry, Kirby. Sorry. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> the listeners are used to it. <laughs> I have ADHD. It's not my fault. <laughs> I like, I talked about not wearing a bra. Like, what am I talking? What's now we're talking about, Okay. How do you, how do you time block? Like, how do you okay. lay out your schedule? Yes. So first of all, with clinic, I have always committed to my schedule. So even though I'm not adjusting right now and I haven't for a couple of years, really, except this morning's shift, like I told you, but I haven't been on a regular adjusting schedule at all. Um, but I do always show up to my Fort Collins clinic on Mondays and Wednesdays. 
And basically I'm very structured with all the meetings. So do you want me to tell you what that looks like? I do. I'll run it down. Okay. So Mondays at 11 AM, we have a doctor's meeting. I do not show up for that one because I'm at my other clinic in Loveland. So my Loveland clinic. Don't show up for the doctor's meeting. Well, not anymore. I'll tell you what. Okay. Because the Loveland clinic is, um, I go there one day a week. So Mondays at that time. And I meet with my partner in that clinic. And that's when we're doing like our meeting, the two of us. And then the doctors at the Fort Collins clinic have a doctor's meeting, which is the meeting, not the training. So the meeting is them going through all the cases from the week before. And like one doctor does a doctor's report, right? So then they need to fill everyone in all the other doctors, because we all see each other. We all share patients. We collaborate. So that doctor's like, Hey, this is this patient. Here's their scans or their x-rays. Here's important information, pertinent information. Here's how I did their first adjustment and notes on that and follow up on this and like just basically get us all on the same page. So everyone feels like they've got all of that data on that patient. Um, and then, so that's that hour, 11 to 12. So I'm not at that because I'm not seeing patients. I used to get mm-hmm. through it and kind of help, but now they don't need me. Right. There's no point in me sitting there. Um, so then from noon to one, we have a CA training or once a month, it's a full team training. And that has a full agenda with it so that our lead CA can lead that. And then our senior associate doc leads it on the team training day. That's once a month. And that's when we get the whole team together, that's either like more personal development. Here's our culture, our business core values. We're going to do an inclusivity training in a couple months where we bring in a speaker for that. Or it's like, where are we missing the boat on like pass offs, like things where we've got back of the house in front of the house. And like, especially with as many doctors as we have, they'll be like, well, half the doctors bring me the folder after this section and the other half bring it to this person. So let's get on the same page. Just really simple things. Yep. So we need to get on the same page. Then we have our Monday meeting, which is just normal. That's a full agenda. Everyone reports different stats and different um, parts that they're accountable for in the practice. And then once a month, we have a marketing meeting, which is the last Wednesday of the month. And that is like full on, again, agenda, like everything has an agenda. So it's very structured time. Like we start with this person has five minutes, this person has seven minutes, this person has 10 minutes. And that's going through every reel we're going to do for the month, every cold, warm, hot lead post that we're going to do for the month. What are our blogs going to be? What's our, in our newsletter? What's happening internally? What's happening externally? It's just all marketing combined into one. And then the docs are in charge of stories for certain days. So then we want to make sure that lines up with our reels and our content that are going out that time. So there's like, what is that? Maybe six people in on that marketing meeting because everyone has a little part. And then we've got YouTube. So we try to get out one video a week on YouTube too. So who's going to be doing that? When are they recording? Getting all that together. And then we've got leadership meetings. So that's a level 10 meeting. If you Google level 10 meeting, that's something that you'll see. I don't know if Traction came out with that or EO, um, some sort of system program. That's what I'll do in the level 10 meeting with my senior associate and my lead doc and the or senior associate doc and then my lead CA. And then I meet with my senior associate once a week too. So that's Wednesday. So then, and then KPIs are once a month. So KPI meetings are 10 minutes a time, usually sometimes a little bit shorter. Sometimes and do you more. just, so we'll get into that. So are you running all of those KPI meetings with every single employee? Currently I am. Yes. Eventually I'm going to have my lead CA take over um, all of the CAs, but we haven't transition that yet. It's kind of that one point of contact where I know I'll get to see everyone and get one-on-one time with everyone. So I do like that, especially Mm -hmm. because I'm not as present in the office, but then I just get everything into a Monday and a Wednesday. So Mondays I'm there from noon or one o'clock until six and then Wednesdays from 11 a.m. till six. 
And so just get all the meetings in there and I'm able to, yeah, be a part of it all. And then we have committees too, but I'm not in on the committee meetings. So we have a celebration committee, which is like a group of our team who does all the birthdays, anniversaries, one of our team members getting married, let's throw her a little shower. Once having a baby, let's do a sprinkle. Cause I used to do all that. And as mm -hmm. much as I love it with how big our team has gotten, I'm like, we need like, because we decorate for their birthday and all that. We're like, we need multiple people helping with this. Cause it was just too much. Um, so that's kind of cool. They have a 30 minute meeting once a month. And then we have a marketing um, different than the marketing meeting. We have a marketing committee who's like, what do we need to order for this event coming up? Did we get the wine? Did we get silverware? All that sort of stuff. And then we have a house uh, um, moms, office moms committee. And they're the ones who just make sure we're like stocked on things. Things are clean. We need to clean the refrigerator, like declutter, all of that sort of stuff. So there's those three committees too. And so there's kind That's of- That's a shit ton of meetings. I know, but like some of them are- 30 and then we record a podcast. We have a podcast too. Right. So that's, that's at different times too. So, but everything is like a very committed schedule. Like this is when it is, this is when we always do it. We don't modify the time or the meeting. It just kind of is what it is. And so it, everyone has like an expectation for what it is. And it's way better than when we used to be like, oh, we should do this. We should do that. You know, oh, the fridge stinks. When is that getting cleaned out? You know, it's kind What's of who's in the fridge cleaning committee? Yeah, Dr. Courtney's the lead of that committee. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a couple times, like, so you've been the MC for Mile High for the last couple of years, uh -huh. um, which I know was probably pretty time consuming as far as like meetings and things like that. And then you have Cairo Intensive, which is like Q4. Yep. When you are there on Mondays and Wednesdays. Yeah. How good are you at like, I am Elise Rigney, impact chiropractic. That is all I'm dealing with on those days. Pretty good. I mean, I think I'm pretty good because I know that I can deal with the other things on other days. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's occasionally where I have to like take a call, but now I'd say it's more with like contractors and like with build out on our new facility and that sort of stuff. It's all still related to it. Okay. But overall, I like, I'm pretty mindful of like, I'm not going to go on Instagram. I'm not going to you know, just do things outside of what impact needs at that time. Yeah. But I also share an office with all the doctors. So I don't have my own office when I go in there. So I'm like in with them, um, which is nice. Cause it's just a time for me. I'd say my time in there is also like spent like checking in. It's not like I'm sitting there and being like, how are you doing? But like me just taking a temperature on like observing the environment and the energy in there and being like, okay, what's going on over here? Or this person is like, I'm noticing some personal things or, you know, you just start to see these things, especially again, like new moms or that sort of stuff where you start to like check in on the people I would say. And so I feel like that's just my time to really hang out with my team and the docs and just kind of be there and offer support. And yeah, it's, it's great. And then just do all the regular, like, you know, go through the mail we got and that's the business random crap. Right. right? Yep. Email my accountant. What is this thing that came in the mail? <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> yeah. That's where I just sport them to Kirby. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned KPI meetings. Yes. And I've heard you talk on this before and I think it's a really cool. So like um, you know, a lot of chiropractors are familiar with like the, the nor air quotes, normal KPIs, patient visits, collections, new patients. What's the other one that's often really measured? Are you like percentage of appointments kept? Mm, yep. 
Yeah, that's not, it's not the one I'm thinking of, but like, yeah. So like, oh, PVA, OVA. Those are the other ones that like, so you have different KPIs for everyone. Yes. And like, can you give me a breakdown of like, how you pick KPIs for people, like how you like encourage those to be measurable, how you bonus and all of that. Yeah, yeah of course. So KPIs um, are key performance indicators in case anyone's hearing that for the first time. I think sometimes they'll be called key personal indicators too, but um, what they are, are metrics that each team member can measure. And in our office, like they could be general ones for the office too, like people bring to their stats meetings with their office. But in our office, KPIs are an opportunity to get bonused. And so we do them quarterly as the bonus, but we check in monthly. So with that, we set them at the beginning of the quarter and then we have 10 minute check-ins monthly to see where we're pacing on them. But KPIs are basically an opportunity for when you go above and beyond as a team member. So this isn't something of like, hey, you did what you're supposed to do. That was part of your duty or role or job description, right? This is like, wow, you went above and beyond and got, you know, this many Google reviews because you followed up on what they wrote on their progress exam form and sent them a text. And, you know, like that sort of, you went above and beyond, or you did something that we determined was important for the growth of the practice. So the doctors are pretty standard ones for theirs. So each of the doctors, their main one is keeping track of their conversions. And so in our office, we're a cash-based office. So um, our conversions are anyone who signs up for a care plan. So they either pay in full for a care plan or they get set up on monthly payments for a care plan. And so basically each doctor will say, I saw this many new patients, this many doctors reports or presented this many care plans because there's there's always people we might not present care plans for. Maybe we determine they're not a fit. They are only here for a week and came into the office, you know, those sort of, so we don't right. have anyone who wouldn't count, count against right to wellness. So, yeah. Yeah. So you're like, I presented this many care plans and then I can, this many people signed up. So their conversions in our office, when it's a starting doctor and actually just with the way I have associates set up, we have a very like the training schedule tier to 90 day. And then a six month after that, in order to move to the third tier of their um, salary, they do need to be converting seven. 70% care plans um, for a consistent period of time. And so with the conversions, 70% is really starting for KPIs and then docs usually get to 85%. So mm-hmm. when they're more of an established, um, they're just hitting metrics at that level, 85% is our benchmark is what we call it. Obviously anything above that would be phenomenal, but 85 is where it's at. So then the higher the percentage, the more that they're bonused in that quarter, And so that's what they're tracking. And then they also now track wellness conversions. So to have a certain percentage of a wellness rate of signup, because we used to just have our CAs presenting wellness plans. So that was our CA who was presenting it. That was her KPI. But now the docs do more of a sit down. We have more of a planned time meeting specific for that patient, where then the docs also will Um, convert that patient to wellness at that time. So they keep track of that as well. And then the other ones for doctors are um, different depending on what the doctor is doing. So maybe how many talks they're going to do that month. When I have a newer doctor, I really want them to get out into the community. So we'll have them um, do, it depends. It could be like events out in the community, but usually it'll be collaborations. Sometimes it could even be like going live with other providers in the area. But um, like one of 
my newest docs, who's not new anymore, but she, one of her first quarters in, she did like professional meetups, not networking, like got together with like a midwife and got coffee, that kind of one-on-one. Cause she's more of that connector, one-on-one connector, not like the going to a full group, even though she's great at full group too. But, um, so coming up with like what that number would be, how many meetups you do that month, um, Sometimes it can be product sales. That's not as common, but if doctors are recommending certain supplements and like doing that value add and walking them up and like getting them set up on something that they recommend, then that would be going above and beyond. Um, And then comp family checks. That's another one that goes between either doctors or the closing doctors report CAs. So that is we, in our office, we do complimentary family checks for the first two weeks. So someone, a patient who signs up for care anyone in their family within the next two weeks can come in for that complimentary exam. And so that will be a number that we set to with each of the docs because they're able to, when they're going through like policies or closing or our closing CA is doing policies, then she can bring them up, bring them a little card and get them all set up there and get them scheduled. So that's a good one. And then with CAs, you want to hear all these? I do. I do. Okay. Docs. So far with the docs, I can definitely see where their KPIs connect to the bottom line. So like sometimes and like, so I I bring this up because I would love to hear as you talk through CAs, like putting it through this lens. Sometimes when I've tried doing this with my staff, I feel like they come up with KPIs that I'm kind of like, well, that's nice, but that's not really going to grow the business. What would be um, like an example that you can think of with that? Um, like, okay, so we have, um, we have, we'll do special things for our pregnant moms when they give birth. And so like one of my CAs, she's a wooer. She loves connecting with patients. So a lot of her things that she'll bring up are like, I am going to make sure that I send out like four flowers this month to like patients that like, you know, if they're like mom dies or like, you know, something happens and like, just really, they just like to love on patients. And I'm like, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I would almost just challenge her to kind of think of something that could still be a woo, but like, how could we meet more people because of that? Like, could we do, deliveries into businesses and then drop off some gifted health cards with it or like some sort of like connector where we're still gifting like mm-hmm. I'm going to bring cookies or muffins or something into this place and get and maybe our patient works there and it's on behalf of her and it's honoring her or it's doing it in front you could even bring flowers to someone to their work and then everyone at the work sees like, oh my gosh, your chiropractor did that. You know, it's like, how do you take it to the next level where it would be like above and beyond versus like, those are probably standards you would normally have. And that's hard to track. Like if she's, you know, you don't want to be like, oh, someone's going to lose someone. So I'm sending sympathy. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, we don't, that's a challenging one to try to control. But yeah, I think it is just always kind of trying to shift their mindset around like, what would help the bottom line, but like what's going to help growth. Cause sometimes things like Google reviews, you might not 
be able to be like, okay, because we got this many Google reviews, that's going to affect the bottom line in this way. But as business owners, we know that it's going to help our SEO and Google maps and all of that. Mm-hmm. And that it does bring value, right. reputation and brand and all that. So it's like, we yeah. can see that, but yeah, sometimes well, it's hard to check. So in addition to like, okay, I need to be able to see how that improves the business, like the bottom line, um, especially since you're being bonused. If I'm giving you money off of it, I feel like I should be able to tether this to like, I'm going to make more money essentially, you know, like you said, with Google reviews. Yeah, obviously. Um, The other thing is I feel like they will bring up non-measurable ideas. That's like a big one that they'll say like, okay, so this month, my goal is I really want to like clean up patient accounts. Like, I feel like we've got patients that like cash practice didn't sink. And so it says they have a credit, but they don't have a credit. And I'm like, oh, I have a great goal, (laughs) but like side project, that's like a side project and you are being paid for the extra time that you're doing that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's why I think it's it's just, yeah, it's just the clarity in the beginning of the KPIs of like, we need to have a metric that can be attached to this and we need to see growth because of it. But I also think it goes back to like the roles of each team player and having that documented so clearly where it's like, so for example, we send out OB letters, right? I know you and I have talked about that before. So like you send an OB letter to every prenatal patient we have, and that's just part of your role because it's in your role, right? That's not going above and beyond. That is something that was in your role when you're hired, you knew it was in your role. That's part of your job description. So there's just certain things. It's like, if you're part of your role is sending out sympathy cards and when someone has a baby, getting the whole team to do this and all of that, it's like, that's just part of your role. That's not above and beyond. So sometimes I think it's like backtracking to make sure we have all that clarity in our roles. So that when someone's hired on, it's like, that's part of the basics, right? And that's not above and beyond. But yeah, that's when I'm always like, well, we can't track that. Like that's, that's a great side project for you. I'm happy if you come in a little bit early on Thursdays and take this time to do that, but that's not going to be a bonus attached to that. You feel like you squash their soul when you tell them (laughs) their idea sucks. No, <laughs> I don't know. I, because I'm always like, oh, that'd be awesome to work on, you know, because it would be, yes, thank you for cleaning out that account. Like, I totally agree, but that's not really going to bring, you know, like any growth to the practice that's going to bring clarity and like you're cleaning house and decluttering, which is awesome, but that's not something. So let's come up with something else, you know, like it's just kind of like, let's get something else that we can track there. But do you want to go through like CAA? Yeah, I would love, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So one of the bigger ones for us, I'll say that I, I'll just say, I think is important for the bottom line is what, if a doctor doesn't convert um, a patient at their doctor's report, let's say they're like, I got to go home and talk to my husband, blah, blah, blah. I've got to decide how I want to pay, if I want to pay in full, all that, whatever their next appointment, they're coming back. We call a financial if they haven't got their card on file. Right. So that financial appointment, my concierge, who is like the first line of contact when they come in, her KPI is every F appointment. So it's scheduled as an F a financial, every F appointment, she converts 80% of them to a care plan or a painful, like gets them on board so that they're not a pay per visit. Right. And it's mm-hmm. only the ones that can be, again, it's not someone who's out of town. It's not something, you know, someone who's in for a week or something like that. It's a real conversion. So if she has 10 people come back and some of them are cake, like 50% of them are easy because 
they literally went home and had to transfer money to their HSA card or they, and now they're paying in full. Like some of them already knew they were signing up easy. They come in, they take care of it. She gets them set up. But then that other like 30% ish is the ones that we're like, well, maybe they didn't exp- like, maybe they didn't give us anything to go off of in their doctor's report for us to know, like, hey, did you know we can actually spread your payments out? So you pay a little bit longer than the care plan. Here's what this looks like. Um, or did you realize when you're paying per visit, the amount you've paid in this many visits is actually what your monthly would have been. And you would have been able to do three times a week, you know, just trying to like um, chat with them and kind of be their advocate, because sometimes like if that's just too confusing in the doctor's report, like some people aren't, aren't analytical. I'm not analytical, right. analytical, you know, like there's just different ways where it's like, you're their advocate. Like you're the one who's like, Hey, I'm just looking out for you. If you pay per visit, you're actually paying $20 more a visit compared to if you were on your care plan, you know, and like just writing it out and kind of helping them with whatever way that needs to be understood. So she, if she had 10 that quarter, we'll just say who came back as a financial, she would convert eight of them over to a care plan um, of some sort, like a monthly or a pay in full versus a pay per visit. So that one's huge for us because what I used to notice is like, if I didn't have a CA or a concierge thinking about that, then they were kind of like, oh, you're just pay per visit. Okay. You know, like there was no extra, like, does that patient totally understand right. like, that they could have a lot more savings and then also like receive the care that they need to and get the results that they want. So um, that's a huge one for us. I love that one. Um, and then we've got others like our main CA who's doing, um, we've got one who's doing retention, not main. I don't mean to say main. We just have different names for where each person is that no one else would understand if they're not in our office. But one of our other CAs, she is doing retention calls. Um, And then another one is patient visits is important for another one who is really the one who's doing these stop managers and calls and our cues. This is all within our software. So anyone who missed an appointment, getting them made up, she's the one who's just making sure to track all of that um, patient visit number. So we do have one person on that, but they're the ones who's like, that's their number one focus is that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then comp family checks is one Google reviews for our tech CA who's going in the back and then also referrals on that um, are more of our marketing CA, she is, she does 12 YouTube videos. So that's easy to track. She also has one if she gets viral content and we've defined like what viral looks like, what that bonus is with that. Um, Anyone who comes in, we have different links. If they come in from Instagram, if they come in from TikTok, then she's getting bonus stuff of that. So um, just anything we can track that has like direct links with it. We try to set it up with each team member who is directly in charge of that. Um, Mm -hmm. Those are kind of the main ones. Yeah. Okay, this is going to be a hard question. Or I don't know. In my head, it seems like it'd be hard. Maybe it's not. So you have Cairo Intensive. Yes. And you give a lot. I mean, that is an intense. It's an intense program. Um, it is very much. <laughs> how do you, because you have chiropractors, like you're very clear that you don't want someone, it not, not want, that it's much more for chiropractors at a certain level. Yes. Yep. But very few chiropractors are at the level you're at. Correct. So how do you make, like, what would you recommend to me as far as a lot of this stuff when it's like, well, it's just me, one associate and two CAs. How do you micro dose what you do with impact chiropractic to mm-hmm. smaller clinics? 
Yeah. Because I just, I mean, I have a big clinic and I have a lot of meetings and a lot of like good shit that other people come and I'm like, I know I do a good job at life. And then I talk to you and I'm like, whoa we are playing small town ball. No, no. And if I feel that, and it's not meant to like be self-deprecating, but like, how does somebody, how do you help a chiropractor that is like really much lower? Yes, yes. And no, I, I agree. Like, I feel, I don't want to say not relatable, but right now, like when I kind of even chiro intensive, the intensive part is, is like, you feel like you're drinking from a fire hose, but really like I did a lot of this stuff at a minor level when it was just me and one CA or when it was one other doctor and two other CAs and myself, you know? So it was um, not as structured, I would say. So what I like about chiro intensive is there's just basics that a lot of chiropractors aren't doing because we just go straight into business and try to figure it out. And usually like you, you have success, things are working out, but kind of the back end is messy. And I feel like a lot of chiros focus on like the systems of the office, like a day one, a day two wellness progress exam, like what my CA says when they answer the phone, that sort of stuff is so I think very clear, like you can find a great resource for that in so many different practice management groups, but it's like the CEO stuff that has not been created or isn't always like you can go and read books again, traction. You can read that book. You can get your org board and all of that, but that's overwhelming because usually that comes from a much larger business. So I've just gone and taken some of that stuff and incorporated that into how does this work at a, in a small business, but there is privilege, if that's a proper word to use, that comes along with when you have multiple docs in your office, it provides a lot more freedom and it has opened up space for me to have these meetings and to have the structure in it within the time frame that I'm in that office. So yeah, this would sound really freaking overwhelming, especially like in your case, when you also have a podcast that you're running and an Airbnb and all these other things <laughs> happening, I'm like, I would not want to add all these meetings to my list. Right. So I think it's figuring out what you actually need to be present for, but then the agenda is everything like having a very structured agenda, because then we don't waste time and go on tangents and then start telling a story. And then because that's what happens. Like my whole team, I'm sure yours is like this too. We like each other. We enjoy hanging out with each other. Many of them hang out outside of work together. So then when we are together, we need to have that structured agenda where we're like, okay, back to business. Okay. Back to the agenda. Okay. Let's refocus, you know? Um, but I think it's, also, when we're a small business, we think we don't always think about the big vision, not that what I have with impact is even the big vision. I'm not saying that or anything, but I think we don't always think about how big something could get. And that's where we see chiropractors, specifically what I see with associates is associates getting set up as to where the practice is at when they're hired. And so, oh, collections are at this and your first six months in practice, our collections were at this. So this is going to be your baseline for how we bonus you and commission. And that traps those chiropractors. And we'll see those chiropractors actually get let go later on when the practice can't sustain them because the practices have added more doctors that mm -hmm. we need to pay salaries on, but we're still bonusing off of this revenue to this first doctor we hired on mm -hmm. who hasn't necessarily had to do more work because we've had to hire other doctors to do more work. Mm -hmm. Not because that doctor's slacking, not because there's anything right. wrong with the first doctor. And you've got that alumni loyalty commitment from that first doctor. But when that first doctor is still at that baseline collections of when they were hired 
four, five, eight years ago, then holy moly, they're making all this money when their work or the production doesn't match it. And it's because we didn't think of the vision being a multi-doc office or multiple offices or whatever it's at, or maybe it's not, but maybe we've just changed systems in the office to be so much more profitable. We never thought that from the beginning. And when we first hired them, we're like, what a problem that would be. That'd be amazing if I were paying them that much. And then when you actually are paying them that much, you're like, now I'm going to be the asshole who has to let them go or bring down their like commission or however you have it set up. And so that's something that I talk a lot about in Cairo intensive, because there's so many coaches that have done that, but Mm -hmm. you don't see very many of them. Quite frankly, if you look at these offices, they don't have sustainability and longevity in their associates, um, maybe five years or less. And so if that's what you want, because you can do the catch and release, I think Brad Flowacki has a program like that's straight up. That's what I love about him. I feel like he's very straight up with what he's saying. He does a catch and release associate program where it's like, I want an associate for two years. And then I want that associate to train my new associate when they're going to leave and go do their own thing on to the next thing. And it's like a very open, transparent conversation from the beginning. That's one way to do it too. That's not the model that I've set up. I don't have anything against that. I think that sounds exhausting because I feel like that happens with CAs too. Um, especially like mine are going off to Cairo school. So it's like, Damn it. you're doing a really great way to lose them. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, can you train the next one? Who's then going to go to Cairo school too? I have a little bit of a combo. So like I have an OG who is like, I mean, who knows? Like I, I, I hold space for her life to do whatever it needs to do. Um, but ultimately, you know, she's like, I'm going to be with Blue Hills forever. And I'm like, okay, I love that. And I, you know, and her, she gets paid well and this and that. And then we have two CA or two, CAs, two associates who have a three-year contract. And I hope they're, I think they're, well, who knows? Um, but like, I am pretty vocal about like now in my next one, I am like, yes, I will take someone who wants to be here for two years and then wants to go open a practice like because at a certain point like yeah if everybody wants to stay on forever i do have to figure out like how am i ever going to make money if i keep paying you know so or what does this look like yeah and if you set them up in that model but if you set them up in like a truthfully like how corporate america sets up and how they give raises and what that looks like in dividends with the company and like figuring it out in a different model where um even with kpis being the bonus it's it's it just can be set up so differently too. There's lots of options out there, but so back to like the meetings, you don't need to do all those meetings. I just say having like effective meetings, but then also if you want to start delegating things off of you, um, being able to have those meetings, like the marketing meeting set up where it's like one time a month you meet and you've got everything done for an entire month. And then if you need to communicate about like for us, it's just through Slack or like you could have different, you know, WhatsApp or or whatever channels to continue that. But then it just, allows for more execution to happen. Um, but I love having like our CAs train that their training led by the lead CA and where we don't need to have myself there or a lead doc or anyone else there. That's just nice for yeah. them to get their own time too. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, did we get through all the KPIs of the CAs? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's different ones you can offer if you've got like an insurance-based practice or, you know, there's, there's different stats. I'm sure you could measure there. Um, I just say whatever's important to you too. Like if you want to start theming things out, like I've had where we'll just do a theme on like um, one of the doctors wanted to just get athletes, like kid athletes in. And so she had that whole quarter that was set up around like an athlete focus. And so just kind of, you can get fun with it. If someone has good ideas that you want to kind of, it's still track around, but yeah. 
Hmm. Every time I talk to you, I'm just like, damn, I need to be better, but it's good. No. I, like, I like how, no, 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 I'm okay with it. I, um, as a three, I definitely attach to more successful people as my friends. Like, that's just what I do. It's a very three thing. Um, oh, okay. um, <laughs> so like, I'm like, it's fine. No, it's okay. I would much rather have um, people like you be my friends than like losers. No, I'm just- Joking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Kirby, cut that. Cut that, Kirby. <laughs> it's like, damn it, Lauren. God, you suck so bad. Oh, okay, God. so um we didn't mean to time this where we were promoting Cairo Intensive. Because I feel like every time you've been on, it's what yeah. we've done. But here we are again. It took us forever. To, you were supposed to be on in like May. And then we wouldn't have yeah. been talking about Pyrotech. But then we had, yeah, we had Mile High and yep, okay. yep, yep. Okay, so doors are open for Cairo Intensive. Correct. We have um, some links and stuff below in the show notes. This is me with my hands pointing to only you because nobody else can see. <laughs> um, but can you explain what Cairo Intensive is, when do doors close, and yep. yada, yada. Yep, so Cairo Intensive, really quick, is a 12-week um mentorship and mastermind so it's 90 days in fourth quarter happens you only do it once you never need to do it again there's nothing i'm going to sign you up for afterwards um it's just very intensive so we walk walk through different modules i'm actually bringing on two other coaches this year so i'm excited to announce who they are um but it's really for chiropractors i'd say it's more of like the millennial chiropractor if i'm going to say it like an ideal client avatar on it um, because what I found is kind of that age range, you're at this point where you've become successful in a sense by maybe the numbers, but you're at this place of kind of like, this is amazing. I finally am not stressed about certain things financially, but I can't sustain this for my body or my mental health. Or if I really want that quote unquote freedom, um, I just can't keep doing it like this. So I want to find a way to scale. doesn't mean you want to, it doesn't mean you want to get out of practice or anything like that. Um, but it's definitely not for like a startup chiropractor. So sometimes I'll do calls with chiropractors who are interested in chiro intensive and we'll talk about a little strategy of um, what the next year could look like for them and then coming back to chiro intensive. So we are pretty um, mindful of that. We're not here to just be like, yes, come to chiro intensive. It, it's really about finding the right. Well, yeah. I mean, just talking, just listening to you talk about how you run your business, like that's you're training people on that level. So, you know, you got to be ready to implement a lot of stuff. And if you're like, well, I don't have an associate yet. It's like, well, (laughs) you know, well, and it's okay. So a lot of people join who are going to bring in their first associate. They know they want to bring in their first associate in the next year, but they want to like, quote unquote, do it the right way. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of them were associates before and got burnt and are kind of like, gun shy to go into this because they're like I didn't like how I was treated but I don't really know how people are treated you know like I don't know how to do this um so it is like there's different groups of people some have multiple docs some have one associate and then some just know that they are going to be bringing an associate or maybe opening up a second practice too um so that is that's kind of who's usually joining it's just being able to get things set up like even contracts and training schedules and gen general expectations and that sort of stuff. Um, And so we walk through six different main topics, I would say, and it's around HR, CEO systems, leadership, associate. Again, we've got the contracts. Everyone asks about that. Like, do I get a, yes, it's all there. Still have an attorney look it over. We all sign NDAs. 
Um, so we're on calls once a week for 12 weeks with our cohorts. And those are super structured calls as well. Um, and we have straight up accountability. So at the beginning of it, we set certain metrics that we are watching for the next 90 days where you report each week. Um, on that. And then we also have spotlight calls for each doctor where they get to use like the brain trust of the whole group to help them on either a challenge or dilemma that they have going on. And then we end with a live event, um, December 2nd and 3rd. And that is uh, more of a working weekend, I would say. It's like a time where you would probably as a business owner go and do this stuff on your own, but now you've got the group think of everyone mm -hmm. in there. Um, and that's really fun too. So that is pretty much it. It's just, we go into like student loan payoff. I've got a whole spreadsheet of how I paid my student loans off and um, we'll go into like wealth investments. Um, there is like, there's a bunch of extra bonus modules that are bonus material for those that it makes sense for. So I do bring in someone who sold their practice to sold it in shares or dividends off to their associate and what that looked like. Um, so if that's something you're interested in at some mm -hmm. point, can look at that but there's also things like there's I bring in um Stacey Bloomy with she used to run like Patrick Gentempo's like insurance to cash program I forget what it was called but she went and turned her practice from the practice she purchased from an insurance-based practice to 80% cash 20% insurance and she walked through how she did that a lot of people who join a lot of doctors who join though are cash-based anyway so yeah. it is like those extra extra materials are kind of right. there like I bring in Dr. Michaela O'Connor who goes through profit first within a chiropractic office I don't personally do I don't personally do profit first but there's a lot of chiropractors really into it and interested in it so it's just nice to have extra materials in there yeah. for those who are um same with like I've got TikTok trainings on there but you know awesome. not everyone wants to get on TikTok right right but those are hard like when you were doing like your reels course and stuff oh my gosh like I have they to become outdated so fast so fast so mm -hmm. fast yeah yep. I created that to be evergreen and then six months later I'm like well if we're going to release it again I have to make all these changes fuck yeah, yeah. there is no evergreen course for social media yeah yeah so that's if I did it again I would I would just have to accept that it would be a live training versus yep. like pre-recording and editing and stuff but you could do it again you could do it again <laughs> I feel like I'm always telling you to like come out with a course <laughs> at mile high. I was like, and then Lauren has a course. And you're like, no, I don't. No, no, I don't. No, I don't. But I started Patreon since then. Yes, I know. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, you're fantastic. Thank you so, so much. Um, Thanks. And yeah. Thank you for all you do for our profession too. And just for being like such a genuine, dynamic, relatable, vulnerable person. I just feel like I love listening to your podcast, especially when I like clean and stuff because I can just laugh while I'm doing organizing my pantry and stuff. And it's just like, I always, it's just funny how you feel like connected to you, even if I'm not actually talking to you. I'm like, I feel like I just did. So Oh, well, you're making me feel uncomfortable. Um. <laughs> yeah, sorry, but you're just that voice for others. Like, especially if you're solo in practice. Oh my gosh. I can't like, what a blessing you are to just be there for them to feel like not alone too. Oh, you're sweet. All right. Well, thank you. On that note. <laughs> so, all right. She Slayers, check out Cairo Intensive. Doors close September 1st, correct? September 10th. September 10th. September 10th. So yeah. you are listening on September 11th. Uh, never forget, but also <laughs> doors are closed. Sorry, bitches. So, <laughs> so awkward. There's so many moments that Kirby's just like, did you really 
Say that way. I did. <laughs> Came out of my mouth. <laughs> I have people who like reach out and they're like, ask like you know just like randos um asking if i need help editing the podcast like ruby's just like oh my god i cannot even imagine if somebody who like didn't know you like we paid someone to edit they would just be like did you want that off-color joke in there or where you went <laughs> two minute thing You're like yeah keep it keep it it's good that's the goal yeah, that is so funny no i'm gonna be curious to see what kirby keeps and what he cuts this he'll is- keep it all he oh loves <laughs> this. He's keeping this because I haven't signed off yet. We are still talking to listeners. They're just like here with us. See, that's what's great about you. Unfiltered, unedited. Yep. You get what you get. <laughs> you get what you get and you don't make a fit. All right, she slayers. Until next week. Bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. Don't wait.